Hi, and welcome to the Together Podcast. We are your hosts, Mike Elliott and Courtney Ren Mabed. Thank you all for tuning in once again. Please remember at the end of this episode to give it a five-star rating if this resonates, feels good. And remember to share it on your social platforms. really helps get the message out. And if you feel inspired, you can follow our individual page or our Together. It's the on Instagram. It's at the underscore together underscore podcast. feeling this episode for a long time now Mm. the topic of this one is conscious birthing juicy topic and courtney i experience is so masterful in this terrain and i found her so helpful in the preparation of our birth of cedar And I found it empowering, enlightening, and so many other things, things that I just didn't have conscious awareness of. And now it being almost two years after that day, seeing the ripple has been profound, like in outside reflections, how Cedar is experienced, how we're experienced, how I'm experiencing ourselves in Cedar. Um, I feel like as a huge testament to that birth field and the preparation, the conception, all of it. Courtney, I would love to hear from you a little bit of a, yeah, description, a laying of foundation for our listeners of conscious birthing and conception. Mm. Oh my goodness. I love this topic so much. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have nerded out on this for a long time. (laughs) When I started to feel um, being a mama coming up in my field, um, I was sort of deep into somatic healing and aware of how much in my own journey, my birth conception, what was going on at the time that my parents were calling in a little one and just the way that my birth unfolded and postnatally, um, I had become so aware of how much that shaped my life. And so many, you know, in somatic therapy, so much of the process is just tuning into what's alive in the body. And then the body starts to tell you a story. And it's amazing how often the story the body is telling really can be traced back to that early time, the conception, time in the womb, birth, you know, for um, the first 18 months after coming out of the womb. And it's because this is the time that our whole be- body is being formed, you know? It's it's the the interesting fascinating thing is that yes, we're handed the this DNA, these genetics that has information of how our body's going to develop and our brain's going to develop and 
that DNA interacts with our environment through the epigenome. So there's the genome and then there's the epigenome, which is um, this inter, this connective point, this place where the DNA information connects with the environment as it is now and basically informs the genome how it's going to express and what's going to be expressed. <clears throat> and based on level of safety, based on level of resource, based on level of health, the genome can either express those healthier qualities or it's going to go more into the survival strategies that its understanding are needed if the information that it's getting from the environment are that there is distress or it's a time of crisis or a time of where survival is going to be more helpful. And so what happens is, is that we become patterned with... Um, <clears throat> either, you know, safety or, or, or survival that basically generationally is being programmed in to help us survive. But where this gets messy is when maybe we are living at a time where there's more safety, but generationally the information that's held in our mother's body, in our father's body, in the energetic field, the generational field is holding a lot of trauma and different stories, um, that then that informs the epigenome and ends up shaping what comes alive in our body. And so how I understand this now for many of us that are living in a more safe time, and of course I'm speaking more to those of us that live in the West and that have access to more safety, The work now is to sort of unwind those generational layers that are impacting how safe and open our nervous systems can be. And, you know, I love thinking about the nervous system as our ego. It's our, the nervous system is our ego. It's sort of what our survival is. And when our nervous system is able to come into more safety, then we're able to be more connected and live more, more directly from our spirit, you know, more directly from heart, more directly from wisdom. And ideally, we use our nervous system all the time for survival and safety and these kinds of things. But we move in and out of survival states, not that we live in them. But for so many of us, we're, we're living in those states. And it's interesting to look at, you know, just what unfolds for many people at time of conception during pregnancy and birth culturally there's a lot of survival energy especially you know if you think of being born in a hospital and just the crisis energy in in that field um and sort of the emergency kind of energy in the field and um also, you know, it's interesting with conception because, you know, some, some of us are blessed to be conceived consciously and, you know, our parents are ready and they're like, you know, like calling us in, um, like Mike and I were blessed to do. And, you know, there's lots of people that are born and you may be one of them where, um, you know, it just happens. And then there's crisis energy around that there's a lot of feelings there's survival energy you know maybe our mom goes into overwhelm you know and so all of that gets inlaid in our our experience in our body and then when we are older we don't remember this consciously but it's shaping how we experience life basically how we have that experience of life 
Now what's so cool is, is when we become aware of these imprints, then we can go back and unwind them. You know, we can, we can heal them by meeting them in a new way. But what I was really excited about, having been a trauma therapist and doing a lot of this work with people and with myself, was coming to this place of understanding, whoa, what an opportunity I had and that Mike and I had in, in consciously bringing a little one in and how we could really come at it more from a preventative place of like bringing in more consciousness, more resource, more awareness to the process itself so that not as much has to be unwound, you know, so that there isn't so much that has to be processed through for our little one. And I know there's lots of you out there that are on this journey and succeeding in many ways and, you know, finding lots of difficulties in many ways because, you know, it's always a combo of both. Um, but it feels like there's a real movement of, of this. And um, with birth, you know, what, what and conception, Mike and I were really excited about, yeah, what happens when we prepare ourselves. So I don't know if we want to speak a little bit to that, but, you know, before even calling Cedar in, there was a lot of preparing. We were doing tinctures and I, I would say I prepared my body for at least five years intentionally, just like working with my nervous system, working with my health, what learning a lot about what's needed for little ones and development. Um, working, just to add there, working with your imprints, like yeah. things that had happened in your field when you were conceived That's and right. born. And um, I was just in awe watching that process of like, I'm not letting a little one move through until I've worked with this one pattern that keeps coming up. Yeah. Noticing that that would be an impact. So yeah, that's right. Another layer there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and, and, and if I were to say what I think for me has allowed me to move into motherhood with so much resource and why the birth was able to unfold the way it did in the pregnancy, because I know if I had gotten pregnant in my early 20s before I had done this, pregnancy and birth would have been very different for me. It would have been a struggle for sure. Because at that point, I hadn't unwound, you know, things, all the energies that were held in my womb. I hadn't worked through those imprints. So I know it would have been a really, really rough go for me. And so what was powerful for me is that I had really mapped out that early time in my own imprinting. I'd mapped out preconception, conception, you know, pregnancy, birth, like what was alive in my field and also what was alive in my field generationally for my mother, for my grandmother and had a strong sense of how that lived in my body, how that influenced me in my life and then also how to work with it. And so... I, I really found that moving into these fields, conception, pregnancy, birth, I really felt like I was coming at it from an empowered place. It didn't mean that imprints didn't arise or there weren't these moments of imprints, but I was really able to meet it from more of an empowered place and an oriented place of like, oh, I, I know this imprint or, oh yeah, this is this place. Um, you know, oh, I, I know this from my grandmother's material and really this capacity to land in myself, to differentiate between myself and what was moving through, you know, from my field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a beautiful conversation and how helpful you're like <laughs> feeling so much, <clears throat> excuse me, feeling so much appreciation for you right now on that journey of five years of unwinding and us leading up to that moment. I can feel for me, it was a lot of 
the confidence I can lean, I could lean into um, through the fears I had around being a father and having a child is, um, yeah, really feeling how aware you were of the process and like what impacts um, a little one coming into the world and what sets kind of the direction or the themes of their life. Um, I noticed that that was really reassuring for me to be like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like they're like, I'm just thinking all the men in my life and men that I've had conversations with around this who are in this place, just a name of, I want to be a dad, but I'm not going to be because I'm terrified. I'll just repeat how I grew up and experienced my father. Mm -hmm. And that's a really big theme there. And for me, what helped me soften in this process was, okay, like the feminine, and I just want to name this too, like this is the cool piece about the conscious birthing and the intentionality of it is how I experience it is returning back to nature. Like the wisdom Mm -hmm. of Courtney informing the information in me as the masculine Mm -hmm. of what's needed Mm -hmm. (laughs) because in me, I felt like my conditioning was like, you know, the environment I was born into in a hospital, the man's not there or separated from the experience. My dad just wasn't there. My biological dad and just a lot of that crisis urgency energy you're Mm -hmm. talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom wasn't planning me ended up being adopted, which is a bigger conversation and, you know, dad, not there like the role of the masculine generally, especially around that time is like a man comes in, he's masked up, you know, is telling the woman what to do and how to be and feed up and stir up. It's like just not a natural process and no judgment. So anyone listening of like, Oh my God, that was my experience. Like it can all be worked with and it's all divine and beautiful. And there Mm -hmm. is a more natural way. Mm -hmm. And so what I found was the refreshing piece was Courtney's body, experience, wisdom, desire to learn more of how to do it in a good way informed and inspired me Mm -hmm. uh, to want to know more. Mm -hmm. And one of the pieces I found really helpful is Courtney did a WAPIO. Her name is WAPIO. It's like this amazing... A uh, wild, wild woman elder who has done, or maybe you could describe a bit of her. Yeah, just a, a midwife, a, a midwife who really has come at it from from you know more of a holistic way of birth and birth. Been that many many births that um, were successful and beautiful, but really trusting the physiological birth, basically the way that birth is, is meant to be programmed in our body. And I would say this is the same as conception and pregnancy, right? Mm -hmm. Is, is it's, it's wired into us. And when we can surrender to the body and to the process and the process can move through us. Yeah. Thanks for that. The piece that really, like I would just kind of like touch in and like tune in with Courtney. I didn't do the training myself, but I, we would have these conversations of like, Hey, would you learn from Wampio today? And like, Oh my God, there's this coolest thing. Like, did you know the line up the belly is like, uh-huh. it's actually the roadmap for the baby to do its belly crawl and like find its way to the nipples. And that's why they get darker as they can't really see. And then it gives them like, Oh, I'm like, Whoa, cool. 
And I found it such a fun process that would soften the stress and the worry of it of like, whoa, this is like so much cool information. It seems really practical. The to and I digress, like that piece that I find in my own experience as a masculine, and I, and I hear with the men that I work with and coaching containers is practicality, like practicality. Um, and I found this a really practical approach to something super etheric. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the pieces that really landed, which was like my anchor point in um, the birthing process with Cedar um, and with Courtney was, you know, the most important role and job of everyone in that field is to just reassure mama's own assurance in herself. And that was so helpful for me because then I had something to be like, whoo, this is a lot of energy. And just for context, for those who don't know, it's like we had Cedar in um, the cabin we were staying in at the time on the side of a mountain in a birthing tub. Like it was just all at home. Um, yeah, with two people to support the process, which was just so beautiful. And there was a lot of energy. Like when birth is happening, I was like, yeah, it was like 24 hours of just pure presence. Like, do not waver, Mike. Just hold this solidity like in my body. I remember just feeling like, just feel my body, like, you know, the somatic work that I've done, just anchor, feel my feet on the floor, feel my body. And remember all of these places Courtney and I have explored together of our past imprinting and just keep bringing truth into the field, keep reflecting back what would be helpful. And for me, this is what was so empowering that brings up sadness for, you know, the conditioned way and, you know, going into hospitals where the men maybe aren't really like aren't up front or really empowered with like, yes, what are you feeling should happen? It's like, they're just standing in the corner, like, you know, look at all these movies and it's just the stereotypical standing in the corner terrified and then passing out and, you know, like a really disempowering message. Whereas for me, what I found so empowering was the wisdom moving through in that field, like how to bring in more safety, how to bring in more stability, how to slow things down if there were energies coming in from others, not like, uh, like, not intentional harm, but like, hey, you don't know this part of Courtney, like kind of holding that boundary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is just, and then bringing the information in of like, hey, just to name about Courtney, you know, she it may look like, you know, she's really tender and vulnerable, but she's actually super empowered and she's actually just going into that inner resource and like tapping into that and just, just watch, just mm -hmm, hold mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. And how much that would help and be mm -hmm. like, oh, there's this place where Courtney can get triggered and she goes into disassociation and I remember all those moments where I would just like hold such piercing presence in her eyes and just wait for her to come back and then mm. it, her eyes would get all like <laughs> and then I could see her just trying to orient and then I'd be like the second she kind of comes back and like lands in her body I'm like hey I'm right here you're doing so great and then I just watch her be like, yeah, <laughs> that was my experience of it. I'm not saying that's what was happening for you, but um, yeah, found that super helpful. 
just in that process. And the reason I want to bring this in is just, um, this is what lights me up as the potential and possibility of what can happen in birth um, to hopefully dissolve and dilute a little bit of the terror that I experienced for some men and women of mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so afraid of the thing unconsciously, this is how it was in my body until I had more awareness of all of what we're talking about. I just unconsciously was terrified because of what wasn't processed in my birth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like God, mm-hmm. I was, you know, separated from my mother and went to a foster home and then you know, and then it was, ter- that's terrifying for a, a new human coming into the world. And I was unconsciously feeling and experiencing that, mm-hmm. that in my body mm-hmm. and having the awareness of how much that has laid an impact. It gave me information to proactively work with it and then like choose, like we had lots of conversations of like, mm-hmm how do we want this to look? Mm -hmm. Where do we want this to happen? What do we want to be feeling? Who do we want like there, Mm -hmm. you know, and having dear friends like bring us food and groceries and check in and energetically holding space. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, just remembering that, like. Yeah, we we were held by a lot of layers of support. So many. So many layers of support. And one of the things that um, was really healing for me was, um, and I, I think this is important to speak to is, um, yeah, I want to speak to two places that can be sticky, I think, for the masculine and feminine in this mm. traversing of birth. <clears throat> and perhaps for people that where it's, if you're in same sex relationships too, um, I don't know. But um, where, first of all, it was amazing how Mike was so there for me in the birth and how how I would describe it is he held something different than what I thought in my mind thought I needed, Mm. which is something that was such an initiation for me through the birth and the pregnancy. And, um, so unconsciously there was this part of me that was projecting out that I wanted you to be like a woman, Mm. you know, like when I, especially remember towards the end of the pregnancy, like, I remember as I was dropping in more and the hormones were taking me more into that etheric veil and you were going way more yang. Like suddenly you were like so yang and you're like, I got to do this and I got to do that. And I was projecting onto you that like you weren't attuned and you were afraid. And so you were pulling away and I was sort of projecting onto you in this way. And it was helpful because I had a dear sister friend who was able to be like, like just help me see it from a different context like know that that's just the masculine energy and really helping me understand that really my body was longing for the feminine like for the because other women in birth traditionally would be the ones who like sit with you and they go into the veil with you and they're like being in that like surrendered place while the masculine's getting shit done you know and it was interesting for me because I realized how often when I've been doing therapy or working with people that this is something people have really bumped into where the feminine feels abandoned. And I've, I've worked with couples too through this time and it's a very common thing. The feminine feels abandoned, but it's, but the, it's the masculine's right there. He's just in a different energy. He's in the yang. Mm-hmm. And when it, we moved into birth, it was interesting because 
you know, what my projection would have been is that, you know, I needed you to be in that etheric place. But instead, what I felt is that you were like this pillar of light. It's like you were like, I'm not going to go into the depths and become like sloppy, mucky with you. I'm not going to go into the etheric. I'm just going to stand here as this pillar of light. And the way that I had to, I had to kind of adjust to that because of maybe programming or aversions to or mistrust maybe even and being held by the masculine in that way but when I just what was beautiful is because I was able to work with these layers as we went I kept being able to sink more and more into into that and to receive it and realizing that's what I was needing you know Mm -hmm. that's what I was needing I was needing that so that I could go into these spaces and I just think it's really cool how we did the first whole part of the birth up to transition just the two of us And how I was very much in the ethers. Like, I don't remember that part of the birth as much. It's more when I started to, like, um, push and come out of, like, move through transition that I came back into my body. Mm. Um, But it just felt so, that's how safe I felt, is that I could just go really into that and get lost in the ethers because I knew that you were holding me and how that helped my body open so much, you know, and mm-hmm. having you too, like having you, I could feel that you had a felt sense of my imprinting so that when I was in different places, you knew the right thing to offer or how mm-hmm. to support me. Mm-hmm. It was also really powerful. Like when I could feel you just so trusted me, you're mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, it, it's going to look like, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. And, but she's got this. Yeah. That was so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, what I really loved about what we, what we held together is just sort of this trust in Cedar, mm-hmm. like a trust in the baby. Yeah. So it was like a trust in my body, but it was also a trust That's in right. Cedar. And, you know, during our birth, um, we actually didn't even have, we, we had um, a midwife who, who's not a registered midwife, someone who's just an elder who's delivered many babies. And we actually weren't even getting heart tones. Like we weren't even looking for heart tones and we were just trusting him because he would. Well, just the name. There was an attempt to get heart yes. tones using this old school. I don't know what it's called. It's like yeah. this wood. Yeah. Stethoscope car- thingy. <laughs> wood carved stethoscope that you just like press on yeah. the belly. It's literally just a wood tube. And um, they couldn't find the heart tone. Yeah. And that was like a deeper invitation and initiation to surrender and trust Cedar. Yeah. But we could feel his little feet. Yeah. His little feet. His feet would push. Yeah. You're like, oh, he's in there. He's good. Yeah. And they hadn't changed in any way from how. So I knew that he was okay in there. Yeah. 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 And oh my God, how the word that just keeps coming in for me is bonding that was Mm. for our relationship. Yeah. Even though there was lots of stickiness, like... In yeah. and amongst that whole journey, first one, yeah, uh, newer in relationship, and yeah, because um, it was quite quite early on when we when we conceived, and whoa, just to feel the wisdom of the feminine moving through that experience, mm. I remember so many moments be like this. I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> like I'm glad I'm in this role. I can hold presence for this holy shit (laughs) this is so intense yeah whoa she is immense Mm. (laughs) a whole deeper respect and a little bit of fear yeah (laughs) of what was possible for you to like be in relationship to 
and how empowering it was to find my like I felt like a really big part of me matured in that process yeah, I felt that by like watching I remember just like consistently just to name my inner process so many parts in that I was just like I don't know where you are healthy masculine up my line I fucking need you like just come enter my body I need to feel support energetically, all of you, my masculine ancestors, like everyone, female ancestors, like help me hold this field and just show me, tell me the words I need to whisper, give me the physical experience of what to hold and embody in this. And for me, the part that was so empowering is it just showed up in that way. And I didn't do it perfect. I'm sure there's places where you're like, oh, man, Mike, not now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm having a faint memory of there are some moments of like, mm -mm. <laughs> no, not that. And <laughs> that's the human experience. And but and so many moments of just like witnessing whoa that really met her whoa that really landed whoa this is epic i got front row seats of i don't know what the fuck is going on this is powerful mm. and ever since then i have just felt in my body so much more maturity so much more capability trust in myself in really tr sticky places mm, yeah it felt like an initiation of a relationship for oh. sure and for me to go into that immensity of birth energy, because I think as the feminine, there's this like, if I go into this and I show you how I can go into this, can you handle it? Are you going to yeah. move away? Right. And to feel you like stay in your seat, even though I'm sure you were feeling things was like such a deepening into our bond and such a like in a really deep cellular way, like, oh, Mike's there, you know, like he, yeah. he's, he's there. He's going to choose to take his seat. And I just want to say, I also was like inside being like, whoa, I am so glad that I have <laughs> studied shamanism. I've done medicine journeys. Yeah. I've like all these things. Cause I was like, whoa, yeah. Meeting the birth field in a, in full, con like in full presence and not dissociating is fucking whoa it's huge it's huge it's huge, it's, huge. <laughs> it's like amazing and it's literally like the deepest journey i've ever gone on yeah. ever and like you know i'm just in there surrendering too but that's the whole thing is can you surrender and stay present right and I just pr was like, oh, this is why I've done so much ceremony work. This is why I've done, because I have all these tools to like be in this space and just keep surrendering, keep surrendering, keep surrendering. Yeah. And then that moment of like, hey, like bringing out our little cedar bear. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> just for those listening in, he's just feeling some emotion about that. Yeah. He was so pink and yeah. Before in his body. Can, I, can I share before that? Just yeah. Because what I am just remembering, it's interesting how much is like, whoa, right. That moment of like right before that big transition, that big push, like he was way up there. And yeah. then like Courtney. Because just, can I name yeah, something? Yeah. So my imprint was I got stuck during my birth for five hours in transition and so then guess what? That's what started to happen in this birth is that cedar was actually 
I was pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and he just was not moving. And, um, yeah, was not moving, was not moving, was not moving. (laughs) And, um, for a long time. And, um, but what it felt like inside of me is that my pelvis was figuring out how to move him through. Cause he was actually pretty big. Like when he was born, he was over nine pounds. And, um, it just felt like my body was kind of inching him down, like inching, inching, inching. And then at a certain point I was given some homeopaths just to support me. And then, and then I pushed him all the way down and out in two pushes, <laughs> which surprised everyone in the birthing field and feels like it's just part of like the next layer of spiraling of healing of my, my birth field is, is, ah, like, I feel like in the next time I give birth, it'll be like, yeah, how to traverse that place from the, the, the transition place, like the full dilation into the birth slowly where the little yeah. one has time to go through that process and that it doesn't happen so fast. But it also felt like a really big win um, with how he was able to come out and be so healthy and well and how my body was able to figure it out. Oh, my God. That was yeah, such a miraculous witnessing of the wisdom of your body and your process, like knowing you. What's that called? Like the where your body goes into like that deep, deep rest. There's a mm, dorsal. It's term. Like, no, there was a term for it. Oh, like. Wapio um, used it. Uh-huh. Like the big sleep or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, anyways, just watching her system be in this like contraction, contraction, and it almost looked like she went to sleep. Her system just slowed right down. And then water broke all over me, (laughs) which was very surprising. And then it was like game on, like those deep deep pushes. And to to name, I know we've talked about it, but I could feel the wisdom of another timeline where just more spaciousness, like it wouldn't have had to be such an intense couple pushes. Yeah, there was something there that my body was trying to figure out, but because of just the pressure in the birth field and ideas about birth, I could also feel my body, which by the way is part of my imprint, right? My imprint is, oh, I have a wisdom. I have a capability. This is how I know I need to do this. But oh, I have to alter what I'm doing because of others or because of others' expectations. Like this is the imprint. And so it showed up in the birth field, which it's like, yeah, of course, right? Um, and the, I'm celebrating the new, the new healing movements where I stayed present in it and I was oh. aware it was happening. Yeah. There were quite a few moments I was able to av- advocate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just the fact that, um, the working through it afterwards. Oh my God. Yeah. Incredible. And, and in that space too, I really found us like, uh, this is my experience of it. I felt like almost like the mental piece, the intellectual, just like dissolved and our bodies just found this like nonverbal communication and flow back and forth. Yeah. And like we were really finding this like like we were in the tub moving around, but it was like our bodies just doing this cool dance. And then arriving to that big push and reaching down and like, whoa, their head is there. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And then just that experience of like him 
not yeah. knowing it was a him like yeah. coming out and oh my god there's Aww. no words to describe that moment no. of like that was the coolest thing for me of like being able to like my hands to receive our child yeah. and like lift them up through the water so slowly because I was like oh yeah you can stay in there it doesn't yeah. have to come out right away which Aww. is such a trip <laughs> And then seeing his little genitals and like, whoa, <laughs> like the moment of realizing that like, we just had a boy like that. And like my heart just yeah. felt like it blew up 10 sizes and then Aww. getting to bring him around to mama. And... Whoa. Something I really want to touch on that I feel is important in this whole conversation is you know, cause we had our own little versions. Like it was a divine, beautiful birth. And there's these little places of like rupture, misattunements and like create, you know, mm. these are where, these are the traumas that get laid in that yeah. play out in our lifetime, how to work with what does come up. Cause this is the cool thing, whether it's in a hospital, whether it's a C-section, whatever it is, it's all workable when there's the awareness to go back to that experience and really process it, like mm -hmm. really explore it. What we really found helpful was having our somatic therapist, our couples therapist, inform us in some of those places. And for us to be curious of like, oh, you know, Cedar is crying, like seemed like beyond an appropriate, like from what happened, like beyond an appropriate amount of like something's, ha something's happening for yeah. him. He's trying to, like there's something unresolved. We were and, noticing this in the few weeks after his birth. Yeah. He would kind of go into this place that felt distressing. like he was actually distressing and like he was like acting out trauma basically. Yeah. yeah. And the coolest thing about this and... Like, yeah, there's so many examples of this, but this is just the one that really stands out for me was, you know, he, Cedar didn't have the full on belly crawl. Yeah. And so what was really cool was there was something that his body kept showing. And do you remember that first yeah, yeah. session and experience where it was like, it looked like he was trying to complete something and it was like, oh, this is really familiar. This seems like his body is showing the moment of like where he was kind of coming down, yes, you know, coming down your the birth channel, canal. the yeah. birth canal. And part of what, just to say yeah. what for him, what we've come to understand is that it just happened so fast. So that part yeah. happened fast. And then what happened was um, the midwife came in and ended up pulling his shoulders out. Um, but even the midwife has said, and we've said, we're not sure that he really needed that. We don't know. Maybe don't he know. did, yeah. but maybe he didn't. But what was clear is that Cedar was mad about that. Yeah. He, he, he felt mad, mad about, about that, yeah. um, whether it was actually what was needed or not. Yeah. And so um, this is what he was showing in yes. his body was this anger and also this thing with the tilting of his head because yeah, that's right. he got interrupted in the part where there what what got interrupted was this place where his head needed to come out and turn like there needed to be the turning of his shoulder for that next push where his shoulders would come out but he wasn't given time mm. so that didn't complete and so that was stuck in there there was mm. the, like his little body was like I didn't complete my thing. Yeah. Ah! yeah, and it was this. Um, how I understand it, it's a surge of 
energy that wants to complete. Yeah. And just for any of you out there, this is what's so interesting. If we didn't have this lens, we would have been labeling it like colic or not that he like, he yeah. was a pretty calm baby, but yeah. we would have started to think, oh, well, this is him or this is, you know, you start to label it. Yeah. And oh, something's wrong with him or yeah. just like be frustrated by it. Like, yeah. oh, like, cause it can yeah. be a lot to hold and yeah. be like, what's wrong with my baby? Yeah. Why is he doing that? And there's lots <laughs> like, of words that get applied, right? Yeah. Um, But really, you know, it was interesting to have this lens and how often with babies, they're, they're literally just trying to tell you a, par- a story about their birth um so i just wanted to add that part yeah yeah such an important part and so what was cool about this was watching his body find its way what we ended up doing is courtney and uh you know courtney would hold him like head down because that's how he was coming out yeah and just keep repeating the process and every time we would like you know play mm-hmm. with the idea of like hey yeah you're being born and we would all like you know yes. our therapist there too of like yeah cedar you got this you got and this. like he would just he wanted to keep doing it Acting and every time out, he would yeah. have this big emotion and he'd like shake a bit and like yeah. oh and then there was this natural place where he his nervous system calmed yeah. and then was like we circled them back up onto courtney's belly and he did the completion of the belly, belly crawl. crawl yeah and he he did it quite a few times like a he few, wanted to do it a few, few times, times. over like, a couple weeks yeah, too yeah. it wasn't just the once and then we just kept tracking like when he'd go into that thing and we'd do it again there was one where he needed to kind of be like almost like go off the edge of the couch to That's feel right. the light coming out of something That's and right. then i would scoop him up and be like oh and now i've got you and yeah. um it, what was so cool is that then it just resolved yeah it just stopped those symptoms just completely went away yeah yeah, and then when we talked about the birth, when we went into that part, he was just so yeah, relaxed. Yeah. So it was so cool to see like of course just like animals, us as humans, like babies can process through whatever happened, but mm. we we have to be regulated in ourselves and we need to be able to notice what is the story that their body's telling and this is where having somatic therapy support is really helpful, like a therapist who can help kind of track for what is the patterning that's being shown there. Oh my god, so much so. And another layer that Mike and I wanted to talk about um too just to touch on is and I've noticed this coming up in my practice a lot is, you know, a curiosity for couples is there's also the repair of where in that process of the ruptures with the baby or with the birth, where did your bond with your partner get ruptured? You know, one of the things that happened for Mike and I is there was a place at the end of the birth where when the midwife came in and sort of intervened, there was this experience where Mike and I, we had been so attuned, so connected, so, connected. so and then in that time at the end there was a a, quite a few places where some things happened that really disrupted our connectivity or how how we were that that depth of of resonance yeah and And our sense of empowerment and our sense of empowerment yeah yeah and i would say that for a while after the birth we were working through that yes in our in our in our relationship like i know i had to work through layers of like yeah where did you go and like you know and and so just a curiosity is even to just reflect on yeah like what did happen in the birth? Where did I feel like my partner wasn't there, that we were missing each other or, and how can we repair that? Because what's interesting is with birth, it's such an open field that the imprints get laid pretty deep. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, that's the beginning of parenthood together. You're embarking on this journey of parenthood. And so it's important to work through those places of rupture. And sometimes we just move on. We're like, well, here's the baby. Here we go. Yeah. Um, and, and not realizing that, that all those stories are actually living between you and your partner. And it can be so powerful. One of the things Mike and I also really loved is, and we read this from a book, is we would tell the story. Remember for the first month, we tell this whole story of the birth over and over. And it was a place where we could also work through our relational stuff. Like, yeah. oh, this is where I felt this. Or like, yes. oh, this is where I felt this. And it was this way that we could just keep working through the layers. And it was really helpful for me. Yeah, for me too. Yeah. And just uh, as we're arriving to the end of the episode here, just really inviting that as a practical, yeah. you know, practice that you can bring into your relationship with your children if you already have children yeah yeah, and watching and this is my invitation in that is going really slow so start talking about the birth and just notice facial expressions notice how the body like you know Mm -hmm. if the children are there and they're a part of it like see if all of a sudden they have emotion or if they want to like run away from the conversation, like being curious of all of those body movements. Mm-hmm. Cause not all, it's not always cognitive or from a place of memory. It's, it's often like, not. It, yeah. It's mostly yes. not. Yes. It's like the wisdom of the body yeah. um, reflecting what's actually truly alive there, there and alive in relation to what happened in yeah. that experience. So yeah. just, you know, following that practice of, and playing with it, of like, oh yeah, let's you know go back and mm-hmm. talk about our birth mm-hmm. and like, oh yeah, what did happen and like start naming the pieces yeah. and then hold space for each person and each part. Yeah. Like watch what's happening for your child, watch what's happening for your partner yeah. and like. And you could just do little bits that. at a time. Like we would just do a little bit yeah. and then we would, you know. But yeah. I, I know, I just want to share this beautiful moment that for me there was this huge rewiring was... Um, it was a few weeks after the birth and we were in the shower together and oh, yeah. remember, and there was something for me that really clicked around Cedar and you. It's like my attachment system was able to receive both of you in a much oh, deeper yeah. way. And it really felt like, oh, I could feel that some sort of aspect of the blueprint of birth had just fully landed in my nervous system that hadn't before. Yeah. So if we weren't, intentionally doing that or bringing awareness to it i would have missed that and that was it like in my nervous system now that's a very strong pillar that i go back to um of of bonding of Uh, family bonding and that's what we're we need in birth and so i'm sharing that because that might not necessarily happen in during your actual birth but it can happen if you work on it together and you and you move through the layers together and um yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we could just talk about yeah. this so much. I'm feeling like just feeling um, part one <laughs> is my imagining because yeah. it's such a, what an important topic in yeah. so many pieces. I just even feel coming through me that I want to yeah. explore deeper. We are arriving to the end of the episode. Thank you so much, all of you, for tuning in with us. This is such meaningful work and play and conversation that we all get to have and Mm-hmm. be a part of as we just are learning together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like how do we become more conscious parents partners um birthers birthers birth keepers. yeah <laughs> in a way that's you know fun and enjoyable and not always the way that was modeled yeah. and so thank you for being a part of this 
And we would love, you know, if you're following us on social media, after listening to this and working with us practice, if you feel like reaching out and, you know, sharing a bit of your stories of what came up in the process or some insights on this episode, we would love to hear that. We really love it. The relationship piece to this is just so meaningful. So thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. Please remember to give this a five-star review and share this on your social media. Until next time, thank you, my beloved. Thank you, Mike. Oh,